Isn't it funny how things can just get more and more complicated? I understand why a lot of developers spend a lot of time scoping things to make sure that the, the complexity of something doesn't blow out of proportion and you don't end up making something more complicated than it needs to be in a production application because then really what you're doing is also increasing your surface area of possible errors that could occur. But then it's also just making the task a lot longer than it often needs to be. And I think um, Basecamp talks about this a lot, which is really, really cool. Uh, this concept of scoping and making sure you're only building stuff that the customer needs. However, I think there's actually a kind of an other end of the spectrum to that, which I feel like I'm experiencing now, where if you're building a very low-level tool, uh, then you really need to think about a lot of those edgy cases. And you kind of need to do the opposite to an extent. Um, maybe in some ways you also still want to do the minimum. Um, you know, like Vue uses a great example of this. There's a bunch of little tools that only do what they need to do. But I feel like with what I'm building, if I think of this logically, if I don't include features that I really need and I have to create a version two, well, that, like that's going to be a lot of overhead up front. And so how do I kind of balance building lots of feature sets because I need those feature sets and I have a pretty good idea of the feature sets that I need. Um, and which is why I'm putting a lot of the effort into doing things like nested filtering with view model uh, versus, yeah, not doing that. Anyway, something that I'm kind of a uh, mess, you know, sort of playing with and trying to figure out in my head right now. But the th reason I'm doing this podcast is it's kind of a procrastination because I ran into this problem where once you fetch a record from the back end, uh, it then inserts that into the store. And Pina ORM does a lot of the work. So what Pina ORM does is, let's just say you've got, you fetch a user with their posts and their comments. What it will then do is take that user with its posts and pull all of those po posts out, kind of like pull the data apart and flatten all of the data. So what you end up with in your store is a list of all of your posts keyed by the user, so keyed by the post ID, a list of all your users keyed by the user ID, and a list of all the comments keyed by the comment ID. So it flattens the data uh, when it inserts it into the store. And this might seem a little bit weird at first, and I used to think that it was a bit bonkers. Why would you want to do that? And the reason they do this is because it essentially creates a single source of truth on the front end. So if I were to update some data um, related to a user, for example, that would then update in one location. Whereas if I fetch a user from the back end with two separate requests, then I need to jump into both of those um, responses in order to update that user. And it just becomes an absolute nightmare. So that's why you always flatten the data on the front end or why it's a good idea to flatten the data on the front end. Or it's also called normalizing. Uh, so that's cool. And what I've done now is I've made it so that, for example, if you find a resource, you can say, um, all right, get me the record back for that resource. So for example, you might say const post finder equals use find resources and then you pass the post through there. And now that finder, that const finder variable, you could say finder.record.value. So once you've fetched that resource, you can easily access it with finder.record.value. But here's the problem. What happens if you fetch that resource with included data? 
So if I get my, let's just say you get a user and you get that user with the comments, uh, sorry, with their posts and then those posts with their comments in one request. So you've got like three layers of net or two layers of nesting there. Then if I say user.record.value, should I get the user back? Or should I get the user back with the posts and with the comments? And this actually isn't as simple as you might think because that um, user dot, um, that record dot value is fetching it from the store. It's not giving you the response from the back end. It's giving you the response from the store after it's been inserted into the store. Um, which means that you get you have a single source of truth. So when you work with data on the front end, when you're displaying data, you're always displaying it out of the store. So you've got an app accurate representation of that data. And the cool thing about this is you might do a request somewhere else in your application, um, which then changes that data and it updates, uh, it, it all sort of like updates correctly. So that's why we're always fetching data from the store. We're not just showing that data that we got from the back end. This is, it's, it's how you keep everything in, in sync on the front end, or at least how the best way that I know to do it. And this is why I love Pina ORM. It, it basically solves that problem. So, okay, so back to the issue. When I get that user from the back end, and if I say, you know, record.value, then what I'm actually doing is I'm fetching that user from the store, meaning I don't get all the relationships with it. So the problem that I'm trying to solve here is, well, should I also get all the relationships with that record? So if you say, for example, user finder, dot record dot value should that give you the user with all of their comments or sorry all of their posts if you are fetching the posts as well um, now the problem with this is that means when you fetch that data from the back end and then you get that record if you only want to show the user you're actually creating a whole bunch of overhead because you're not just showing the user, you're actually creating a query on the front end that fetches the user and then stitches back together all of the posts for that user and then stitches within those posts all the comments for that user when all you wanted to do, for example, is show the user's name. So, you know, there's a good chance, there's a pretty good chance that if you're fetching a user from the back end, you actually do want all that related data. That's why you, um, you know, if you're fetching a user with their posts and comments, there's a good chance that you want to then display the user with their posts and comments. Um, however, there's a good chance that you actually don't want to do that. You might fetch them with their posts and comments just because you're anticipating that you might then want to show the posts and comments later on in your application. So you kind of got this weird thing here where you kind of don't want to force the, the developer into fetching all that related data by default because it might create a performance overhead that they don't want to deal with. But then you probably want to allow them to be able to fetch that related data. So it's kind of a hard problem to explain out loud, but that's the point of this podcast. I wanted to be able to talk through these more complex problems so that um, intermediate to advanced developers can sort of listen to something that's, I guess, more interesting to them. And again, I think this is good to listen to if you are if you don't understand anything of what I'm saying as well, or if you only understand bits, because it gets you used to thinking in this way. Um, so anyway, this is what I've come to. This is what I think I'm going to do. What I think I'll do is say, by default, 
um, when you return that record, it's essentially going to return all of the included data as well. All right, so if I say, um, fetch me the user from the backend with the posts, then when I look at the record for that, you know, out of that composable, it will then show me the user with the posts. Or if I say, get me the user with the posts and the comments, it will then get the user with the posts and the comments, all right? So um, another thing to distinguish there is if I, you're only fetching the stuff from the front end that you also fetch from the back end. Um, it's kind of hard to explain what I mean by this, but I'm gonna try and do my best. Let's just say I just fetched a whole bunch of posts from the back end. I've got like a, a composable that's uh, for fetching the posts. Then I fetch the user from the back end, but I don't include the posts. In that case, that composable that fetched the user will not include the posts in record.value. And the reason is you can't just include all of the related data recursively because otherwise you just end up with this massive overhead that you might not want to deal with. So yeah, this you know this stuff is complicated. <laughs> so what I decided is by default, any related data you decide to fetch from the back end, it also retrieves from the front end when it's done fetching that data. But then within the options, you can say, and I don't know what to call this variable, gosh, um, but essentially on the front end, you in the options, you have a variable that says, fetch, um, do not fetch the related data. So you can choose to get the user with their posts and with their comments on the back end, but then you can say, fetch it from the back end, but do not include it in my record.value on the front end <laughs> because I don't want that overhead. And in this situation, I only want to fetch the user. So it's kind of like, th th this is my philosophy. This really comes back to the core philosophy of the way I want to develop software. Really, really simple by default and opt-in to complexity. So if I'm fetching related data on the back end, I want to be able to just say user, dot comments or user dot post dot comments, right? I want to be able to easily just like um, go through that data. However, if I'm a more advanced developer and I'm thinking, okay, I want to fetch my user uh, with their top 10 posts and the first five comments of all of those posts because I've got an admin panel and I'm pretty sure that the user is going to want to click into the different posts and the different comments. So I'm going to make my app really fast by doing this all in one request, but on the front end, um, I'm gonna make it, I'm personally going to write the query that fetches the user with their posts, but not the user with their posts and the comments because I don't want that extra overhead. Therefore, my front end app will be faster. Um, and if the user then wants to dig deeper into viewing those comments, I'll create a separate query that does that at the time. So do you see what I mean? Like it's, you want to be able to, nobody's gonna be doing this by default. Most junior developers are not thinking like that. And you don't wanna build software that makes it ridiculously hard where every single time they're fetching data from the front end, they personally need to stitch it back together. And it's like, I, I can just see what they're thinking. And I think it's important when you're de developing software to think like junior developers or people that are first using your package when they fetch their data and they include related data, they expect that when they then access that data, 
that they're gonna ha- that the related data is going to be included when they access the data. And they don't really understand how everything's pulled apart in the store yet and then how it's stitched together. And you want them to be able to learn that later on. You want them to be able to be productive. And then later they come to you with questions like, oh, this isn't performing very well, what can we do? And then you go, oh, what's actually happening behind the scenes here is blah, 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 the data gets stitched together. And so what you could do is, you know, skip, you know, tell the composable not to create the query for you. So then to me, you have the best of both worlds where it's a little bit harder for you, the more advanced developer upfront, because you now need to sort out these kind of nitty um, deeper problems, but it makes things so much easier for other developers in the future. So I really like this idea, but here's the other really important thing. Simple by default, that's the first part of the rule, but opt in to, you need to be able to opt in to complexity. All right, so in this case, by default, all included data. Simple, that's what you would expect it to do. And it's really, really basic and easy to use. Um, more advanced developer doesn't wants to be able to craft their own queries on the front end, but fetch nested data on the back end. Um, they need to be able to do that. You don't want to create brick wars. This is what I call them, brick wars. You need to be able to allow more advanced developers to opt into complexity. And this is this is what interfaces are great for as well. You want to be able to say, for example, look, I'm going to build interfaces around everything. Junior developers don't even need to understand this. They don't need to know what an interface is. No one who starts out on with Laravel understands the contract system and you know when you're actually configuring things what you're really doing is configuring different like implementations and then you can swap things blah 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 like new developers don't understand that and they shouldn't need to understand that this is the point but if you can develop code in such a way that things are simple and then you know the junior developers can come in and just get really productive really quickly which is what I think Laravel does really well um which is why I'm one of the reasons I'm so obsessed with this framework um, but then more advanced developers can come along and say, you know what, I don't like any of the notification systems that Laravel offers me. Therefore, I'm going to create my own implementation with their contract. Or maybe they say, you know what, I don't even like the way Laravel's notification system works at all, but I like everything else that Laravel does. You know what, I'm going to create an entirely new notification system. Um, because I'm a more advanced developer and I know how to do that and I've been been around the block now and I'm ready to attack that challenge. So I really like this um, this concept of simple by default opt-in for complexity. I actually learned this from Russell Brunson um, in one of his podcasts. Russell Brunson is the guy that created ClickFunnels. He's, he's kind of marketing dude um, that I follow. And I, I think he got it from somebody else, but yeah, I, by the way, this totally transfers into software as well. So the software itself, I believe, should be really simple by default. It should be basic for people to click around. This is one of the reasons I love Quasar. It's built on material design, which is built in such a way that it should be easy for people to understand. It should be intuitive for how people interact with it. Now, now you could argue whether or not it is. I think for the most part, it is. And whether or not we believe there are better ways, actually to me isn't the point. The point is that people are already used to using material design um, and and therefore, even if it's not the best design language, it actually is 
in my opinion, this is like so opinionated, but it actually is to me the best design language, whether or not it, um, like let's just say you took four design languages and you took four people that had never interacted with an app before. Good luck doing that. But, um, and one of them is material design. Let's say material design comes third uh, and the other three design languages, uh, you know, two of those design languages do better than material design. That's actually not the point because the reality is that most people in the world are used to using Google applications, are used to material design. And therefore, by using material design, the moment they look at your app, they they kind of internally have a breath of fresh air. They go, oh, I feel comfortable. This is what I get with, um, like I remember using Google Bard for the first time. And, you know, regardless of whether or not you like you know, the way that it works or whatever, that, that interface was so comfortable to me. Um, and Gmail and a lot of the Google apps are just so comfortable to me because I'm just so used to that design. The moment I look at it, I just know where to go. I see the hamburger menu and I know that's not a material design thing, but you know, and I know to click there and the way things are laid out. So I'm always gonna put like my account and extra stuff menu in the top right um, for anything related to your account because that's what people do. That's where people naturally want to look. I'm always going to have that menu in the top left that, that you can click and then opens up the left menu because that's what YouTube does and that's what Gmail does and that's what Google Calendar does and this is what people are used to. So why would I um, make things more complicated? So that's the first thing, like simple by default and material design to me helps you solve that problem of simple by default. But then in terms of opting to complexity, I've got a lot of thoughts on this, but um, one thing that I really like doing with client applications is simply just not having stuff in the le like their left menu. So there might be two or three buttons in the left menu, but then you'll have another button at the bottom that says more. So if they want to see more menus, if they're kind of searching for complexity, they can click on those dots that say more. Um, and then that'll show a whole bunch of other menus. But then maybe there's one complex thing that they do all the time so they can you know there's a way that they can click on a star and then move that menu into their main menu so you know by default they only see three things there and they go great i can just get my job done but when they've they've used this technology for a while and they get used to it and they want more complexity they can just click on like a little star icon or something like that and opt into complexity uh, yeah, there's so many examples of this, but um, this, you know, one of my philosophies for developing and one of my philosophies for building interfaces as well. So there we go. <laughs> this actually ended up being a really cool podcast. I think there's a lot of uh, valuable stuff in there. And it's a good chance for me to also remind myself of what I think is important. And when you do a podcast on something and say it out loud, um, it means that when I meet some of you guys in the future, uh, it kind of holds me accountable to doing these things. So if I meet one of you in the future and we end up working together, um, I now know that you might have listened to one of my podcasts and you might know about this concept of simple by default opting to complexity. And then you might be thinking, oh, Luke isn't doing the thing that he said that he should do, you know, because it's it's hard to do the thing do everything that you say you'll do but when you do a podcast on it and when you get it out into the world it kind of creates this invisible pressure uh, to start doing things the correct way which i like you know it used to scare me at first I used to i used to think don't get your ideas out there because then people are going to start holding you accountable but you know as you get older um i'm not that old i'm like 32 i kind of remember i think i'm 32 
but you know, as you get older, you start thinking, well, that's kind of the that's what you want. You want that invisible pressure, and also you start to understand that other people understand um, that you know we're fluent human beings that come up with ideas and then we lose ideas and then we focus on other things and so something else is at the forefront of our mind and we forget that other thing that was important that we thought of you know four years ago and we used to do four years ago and then we insert that back into our life you know it's like oh i haven't been exercising really well lately even though that i thought that was super important maybe i should start talking about exercising again (laughs) anyway um once i start getting into ramble time town i think it's uh time to sort of finish up the podcast but yeah i hope you enjoyed this one as much as i enjoyed recording it for you and that you got something useful for it and yeah before i go remember that there truly is nothing you can't build